0: Right from
1: Glasgow, the alien of the first show. Right from Glasgow, the alien of the first show. Uh, hello and welcome to Friday lunchtime with me, Oliver Braid and. Me, Ellie Harrison. Uh, We didn't even rehearse that, but I thought it was perfect. So before we even start today, uh, I'm going to explain it in a bit, but I just want to say that we are dedicating this whole show to a really amazing illustrator based in Glasgow called Emily Chappell. Ah! (laughs) Seriously, she's an amazing illustrator and she's been really kind to us. So please check her out. And I'll tell you a really exciting way in a little bit that you can check Emily Chapel out without even having to go too much further. Uh, But firstly, I'm going to introduce the theme of the show today, uh, which is, the theme of our show today is identities. And why is that, Oliver? Well, let me tell you, Ellie Harrison, the reason that our show today is themed around identities is because we are launching... (gasps) A brand new Ellie and Oliver show identity. No way. The images, all the visuals of which were designed for us by aforementioned amazing illustrator, Emily Chappell. Check her out. Uh, Yeah, so today, uh, listeners, if you flick on to your browser now to ellieandoliver.co.uk, you will see a really exciting and beautiful new website, all the visuals designed by Emily Chappell, All the website layout designed by Miss Ellie Harrison. <laughs> uh, I think I wrote the original email to Emily Chappell, So I think we've, <laughs> you know, we've all done a little bit. What the begging emails yeah, so to like contribute to our new identity.
2: Yeah, but it was a really amazing story how we found Emily because we always kind of. Should I tell the story? Yeah, please tell
1: thought? the story because I'd forgotten about it actually. Yeah,
2: because um. Well, we knew we were going to do the radio show from probably about mid-November 2011. We got excited about um, starting the radio show in 2012. And we kind of thought, well... We're going to do it fifty-two shows over the course of a year, and it would be nice to have a logo because all of my projects <laughs> seem to have some sort of logo or branding or identity, you could say, in some way. So uh, we left things all a bit to the last minute, and also we were a bit terrified about launching the Alien Over show with this like highly polished identity. ...branding logo on day one on the 1st of January when we hadn't actually done a single radio show yet. We didn't quite know how it's going to turn out. So anyway, we thought we'd do a few radio shows first, get the hang of it, get the feel of it, see if people, anyone was vaguely interested and then think about getting a logo... And I think it was week two when we were talking about responsibilities that I um, announced the fact that we didn't really have much responsibility to our Twitter followers because mm-hmm. we, in fact, had zero twil- Twitter followers by that point in January. But then shortly after that programme, uh, we got our first Twitter follower. Our
1: first ever Twitter follower. And
2: her name was Emily Chappell. Emily
1: Chappell. And she just had
2: to be a, happened to be a highly acclaimed... <laughs> illustrator stroke designer based in Glasgow what are the coincidences of that so we thought it was just too good an opportunity to miss so we Oliver as he mentioned sent her a little begging email (laughs) asking whether she'd be up for creating us an amazing design a visual identity a visual identity which we're now proudly launching today and as you can see, or we'll be able oh to see God. later... Oh.
1: <laughs> We're both wearing Ellie and Oliver Show t-shirts. Official Ellie and Oliver Show Emily Chapel designed t-shirt merchandise. And the reason I say merchandise is because it's not just Ellie and me that get to wear these t-shirts. <laughs> you too could own an official Ellie and Oliver Show t-shirt... Designed by Emily Chapel, <laughs> six colour screen print oh, yeah. on a beautiful white Fruit of the Loom t-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> but in a variety of sizes and fitted ladies sizes. Yeah,
2: pretty exciting. They're pretty. up for grabs. Well, they're up for sale, but I don't think, I don't want this to turn into well, an yeah, advert. yeah, that is true, they are up for sale, <laughs> This Sorry, is sick, Oliver, this is just turning into a massive long advert. <laughs> Okay, it's 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 not an advert. We're cutting that. If you're interested in a t shirt, you know you can you can find find out how to get them possibly online or something like probably that.
1: probably at the brand new alienoliver dot uk <laughs> website. Right? Okay, I
2: promise. Stop it about the t shirts. So we're going to talk about identities more because we wanted to do a special show that would kind of launch our new brand, our new <laughs> identity. Um, so we're thinking about the theme identity because it was it was kind of a bit more personal or a bit more like broad than just talking
1: about brands Brands. yeah because actually all I could think of when we originally thought about brands was how desperate I was to have an umbro sweater when I was about 13 14 although obviously that was identity related also (laughs) but um yeah I think it's probably easier to talk about identities so what are we gonna say about what will we say about identities Mm -hmm. well I mean Eddie, I know that you've probably heard something on the radio that you're going to. Uh, <laughs> oh, actually, reiterate I've to I've us. I've
2: not really heard anything on the radio this week, but I have been doing my researching in the women's library, oh. because <laughs> because I'm artist. Well, I'm sort of self-imposed artist in residence. The women's library in Glasgow, which is an amazing place, and it's not just for women. You can go in there if you are a man, um, but it's got an archive of kind of women's history. They've invited twenty artists from Glasgow to go and work there over the course of this year as part of their 20th anniversary celebrations so I'm one of those and I've been spending one day a week in there uh, for the last few weeks Um, and I've just been learning a little bit of women's history about the women's liberation movement of the 1970s which is quite amazing and I'm really upset that I missed it actually because I was born in 1979 and it kind of, well, I was going to say fizzled out by then, but maybe it achieved quite a lot of its aims by that point. Mm. Um,
1: you don't think so? Well, I think there's still women banging on about stuff, isn't there? So, I mean, well, you could <laughs> still find Oliver. To do. Come on. Oliver! Do you know what the fact... Fi- I just <laughs> worry a bit about, you know, people getting sucked in too much to the idea that they're women. Well, you know, like, just, well... Just be a person. I know things are unfair. <laughs> Oliver, you're so
2: embarrassing. I can't believe you're saying this live on radio. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I apologize to anyone who is offended. I am offended. I just think well, I well, I'm apologising, but I just think that there's broader ways to think about yourself.
2: It's true. I guess. I guess um, if you're talking about identities, because one person I wanted to mention is quite an um, an interesting woman who we both met when we were down in Newcastle. Carol I think you're say Okay. <laughs> who did you think I was going to say?
1: Judith Butler. Oh, Judith Butler.
2: <laughs> well, we can talk about her. I've never no, met her. I was though.
1: thinking you were just lying.
2: I've never met you her. Know, me neither. Me neither. <laughs> Now, I was going to talk about Carol Levy. Let's talk about
1: Carol She's a nice lady.
2: She's a nice lady. She's an artist in Newcastle. and We stayed at her house when we were down doing Wonder Festival in November. Um, but I don't know how old Carol is. I don't want to stake a stay guess o- on live ra- radio. But I'd say she's a, a decade, a couple of decades older than me. And But she's really inspirational woman. And I remember one of the things she said to me is like, that she didn't want to identify... She specifically was talking about the word identities and she said she didn't want to identify herself as anything. She didn't want to identify herself as an artist. She didn't want to identify herself as a woman. She didn't want to identify her sexuality. She didn't want to identify anything. And I, Because I guess I identify myself quite readily as a vegan. I guess that's probably like mm. the thing that I harp on about the most, and almost like my uh, personality is shaped around that uh, I- in terms of that being a sort of religion. Mm. And I guess religion and other things can shape identity. But Carol was quite, and also being an artist, like as embarrassing as it sounds, if you say you're an <laughs> artist or any other profession, if you say you're a, fire, a fireman or a policeman or anything like that, then mm. people kind of uh, assume what
1: you're like because of the job that you do I suppose mm. it's interesting this idea of like because I, I, I'm trying to work out really where I sit on it this idea of not really identifying yourself with anything in a way it sounds quite ideal but I'm kind of aware that from a very young age I've sort of identified myself built my identity I think or my identity has been shaped a bit by how I was thinking that other people thought about me rather than how much I thought about myself. I always thought it was about me thinking about myself, but but I sort of think it's about me kind of making judgments about what other people might think about me, and then sort of me sort of shaping my identity a bit towards that. I mean, definitely in the last couple of years, the more that people told me things about myself, like, you know, the thing with you is, or and especially relating to work, like artwork, like the more people kind of thought that they knew me as an artist and thought they knew me as a person, I think I began to kind of change my identity based on those people's thoughts, and it's only really been recently that I've been thinking, well, I can change all that, and I don't. But the work, you know, sticking with one thing, like you're talking about, you know, becoming a vegan, becoming a woman, or you (laughs) you know, like identifying with these things, and allowing those to shape your the way that you live your life seems on one hand good because it seems like about consistency and building consistency but sometimes i worry that you know you can't from a really young age make the right decisions all the time for you and i just worry that if you remain consistent and you can become sort of a prisoner to that consistency and i think like (laughs) it's difficult because i don't want to be like a fatty person but someone said to me at work the other day well, you know, you're probably quite a high-maintenance person because you change your ideas about things all the time. And it was said as a kind of negative thing, but I think like it's all right to change your ideas. Yeah,
2: I suppose so. And to change... Th- but, I mean, it is interesting because, like, you saying that you shape your identity based on other people's perceptions of you, that is very Judith Butler, actually, because that's <laughs> implying that your identity has been shaped by the society that you've grown up in rather than it being, like, a natural thing yeah, that's course. occurred but i guess what i'm saying with my like dogmatism or my like rigid uh, decisions that I, made, I mean i became vegetarian when i was 12 mm. and i remained vegetarian for the last 20 years like as a result of that decision that my 12 year old self made and i guess it's because i am quite good at sticking to these regimes mm. but also because maybe i don't like admitting defeat
1: But that, I think that it's more that, and I think that's part of your characteristic. I think it's more about a kind of uh, a fear or a sort of fear of messing up in public, you know, and always having to stick to things. Because that is something about you, (sighs) yeah, that I would say is quite um, unique in a way. Or something that I always, one of my favorite characteristics about you is if you do something, then you are going to see it through and not really stop. But. You know, it could be detrimental. It could be detrimental.
2: And actually, I did sort of find out about vegetarians because my cousin was a vegetarian. So, in some respects, I could have copied her. But she only stayed a vegetarian for a
1: couple of years. I know, it? but that's because she's not the kind of. She's a bit more of a loose woman, if you like. <laughs> Whereas, th- 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 that's the thing, right? Uh, you are allowing a 12 year old decision or a decision you made when you were 12 to, like, uh shape your whole life and in a way that's beautiful because it means that all of these decisions if you stick by them they are really shaping you as a certain type of person and at the end of your life you'll look back and realize that you kind of carved something out for, and like you had a certain style if you like or an but i worry th- yeah well yeah but i worry that if you get trapped into it then you might look back and suddenly think, oh, God, yeah, I just allowed myself to be trapped into all these things where I could have just been flopping around doing (laughs) what I liked. (laughs) Eating bacon butties. Because even the idea of, like, yeah, like a concrete identity, that seems kind of influenced. And I guess whenever I was trying to do that to myself, I think that that was influenced by all the kind of culture that I was growing up in where you saw other people with strong visual identities. But on the flip side, the same as, like, not having such a fixed identity, I think, and just doing what you want to do. That has sort of come from me this year definitely because Lauren Hill talks about it. Well it
2: is true about Lauren Hill, but what are we gonna do about the fluidity of our identities? Now we've got it screen printed in six colours on our t shirts
1: which we're wearing. We can't change those. Well I we? know, but I think but we can wear them on special occasions where on those kind of times we are radio presenters or we're uh-uh. representing <laughs> the Ellen Oliver show. I'll probably wear it on Saturday. I'm doing a talk at the Royal Standard as the end of my show, My Five New Friends. Just a little plug there. Oh and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll wear it then and I'll talk about it then. But recently I've been thinking as well about, you know, I tried to embrace my identity as like a balding man. Oh, yeah. So I do think I'm always like playing on aspects of... You're not balding yet. Problem. Oh, maybe
2: you are balding. Mm. I was going to say bald. I thought I was thinking bald rather than
1: balding. Oh, balding. 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 But that's a beautiful state, isn't it? Because it's like a really slow flux. Yeah, flow s- yeah. Slow,
2: a slow state of flux. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think mm. that's really nice.
2: Yeah, but ageing, I suppose, is a slow state of flux mm. in general, isn't it? But I think we're getting carried away because we really should have a song.
1: I know, but after the break we should definitely talk about whether it's appropriate to wear skinny jeans. Okay. Oh, definitely. (laughs) And we
2: should talk about the brief that we gave to Emily when she designed the logo. So what's this song, Oliver?
1: Well, this is a song that I found on YouTube. The reason I originally chose it, this is a little bit of a long run-up, but the reason I originally chose it was because I was thinking about people that had really shaped my identity. And one of them was Quentin Crisp. And I was thinking, what I'd love to have done is played an audio clip from Quentin Crisp, but I couldn't find one that was succinct enough for the radio. So then I thought, actually, Sting yeah. wrote a song yeah. called An Englishman in New York, and oh, it's yeah. actually based on Quentin Crisp, like, it's in oh. celebration of Quentin Crisp. But then I thought, well, I don't want to play the original version, so I'll find something, you know, people who are doing it for themselves, who are which doing is something it for we're really into. So, this is a beatbox version wow. by a little Japanese man wow. called Hikakin. <gasps> Found it on YouTube. Uh, give it a listen. I think it's very, very beautiful.
2: Wow. Big shout out to those Englishmen in New York. Ah. <coughs> One,
0: two, three fall ba-dum, ba-dum. Ba-dum.
3: Welcome am up, 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 up,
2: up, Englishman in New York sounded a bit more like Japanese boy in bedroom to me but I do recommend you look at the video on YouTube because it get the real it's pretty amazing you get the real experience of what he's doing there and all those sounds he's making with his mouth but what I wanted to talk about is I've got a bit of a problem with music The last couple of weeks. I mean, last week was very disappointing because I was flapping about like about one minute before we went on air saying, I haven't got a song, I haven't got a song. And in the end, I just had to play Dolly Parton, who isn't exactly just doing it for herself. She is like a multi-million, like uh, record selling. Right. But what have you learned
1: from last week, Ellie? What have learned from last week? What's happened this week? It's nothing, (laughs) (laughs) and I've
2: done no research. But what I was thinking in terms of identities is a lot of people who are really into music, musos, music types, um, form their identities around the music that they listen to, and Mm. I've kind of. Fallen a bit off the radar in terms of doing that, and I like to think I've got quite eclectic music taste now. I used to. I was thinking that linking back to um, obsessions when I played that hideously embarrassing song from the mid '90s, <laughs> from the it Brit, The not that bad. The Britpop era. That was probably the last time when I clearly like defined my identity around the music that I listened mm. to. I was an indie kid, and I had the, or the I had the the joy Flares and the little. <laughs> ring of tea t-shirts with the band's names on and stuff and and i like the music to go along with it but i've kind of really fallen by the wayside and and i suppose art and work has taken centre stage in terms of my obsessions which is what we talked about Mm. um so i haven't got any music to play but i thought that because um (laughs) because it would be quite nice to do a little embarrassing experiment because in my iTunes I've got 7,057 songs which are all basically all of the CDs that I've ever bought in my life <laughs> digitized and archived on my hard drive and you could pick any one of those at random and then you would develop a perception <laughs> of the person that I am by this song that I'd selected So so I thought to end this show um, and to give you a kind of completely subjective view of my identity, it'd be nice to randomly select from my iTunes database some hideously embarrassing song. It
1: might be a great song. It
2: might be a great song. Um, And we won't know until the end, until I press play. So exciting. We have decided, because I've got quite a few boring lectures and podcasts in there, that if a lecture or podcast comes up, I'll just play the first seconds and I'll skip. So we actually have a song that will end within three or four minutes. So we have time <laughs> to let the show. But then as it plays out, you can think about me and you can think about what this song Try and, and guess what out.
1: age Ellie was when she first listened to that song. Well, that That's what I'm going to think about. Wow. Just as a bit of viewer participation. You don't have to write in, but if you want to tweet, you can. Yeah, you can certainly. Feel cer- free to tweet at y- Ellie
2: and Oliver. You can certainly tweet, yeah. Um, but we're going to build up to it. That's going to be the climax of this show. <laughs> oh,
1: I wish we had a drum roll. Maybe, uh,
2: we could uh, we could play we could try and play a little uh, extra. Could short get Hikakin in. We to could maybe do, well, do a little bit short notes to get Hiki in. But maybe we could <laughs> do a little short legs jingle because we haven't really been.
1: Yeah, we should because that is another part of the identity. I mean, Shortlegs is the initial founder of the Ellie and Oliver show identity. Yeah,
2: she was the one that made it made made it that we had to have three o's in the word glasgow because oh. she dragged it it's the ol- oh i won't
1: <laughs> show but we do uh-huh. like to have a little sing song just before we go on air just yeah we just a had a bit of a sing song just before
2: i know just to get in the mood
1: i think it's nice you know you get out of bed it's kind of friday morning do a little sing song and then do a radio show yeah oh, that's beautiful
2: it is it's the best day of the week but um We've got about uh, five minutes left, Oliver.
1: Mm, we are creeping down.
2: So I, I w- there's a few things that I thought would be interesting to talk about. One of them was, well, I guess the difference between personal and professional identity, which mm. I have quite a lot of problems on with on Facebook because I've got both a personal profile and a professional artist page Mm. and i like to try to keep things separate i think it's
1: very you know i'm always trying to bring the two things together you know on my website it says please be friends with me on facebook but it's just my normal facebook because i don't really want to have that like weird divide in that the only time that i consider like keeping some reserve or doing something different is on dating profiles yeah, where I never really know how to articulate how my identity properly you in How can say that, that Oliver?
2: Because you've done
1: dating shows for your work. I like know, but I'm not very good at dating on the internet because you know the thing is people are never prepared for my voice. So I have oh. made it part of my profile. And I'd say, well, listen, there is quite a crazy voice that comes, but it doesn't say that.
2: Oh, it's not that crazy. It's just like mine.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's beautiful <laughs> voice, isn't it? It's got a big vocal range. To that.
2: But talking of dating, Oliver, don't I want a little update on because didn't we launch a campaign to find you a man several I think it's weeks ago? Hashtag
1: find Oliver a man. Yeah, and on also, Twitter.
2: wasn't there some sort of or there, dating No, There's a dating challenge. challenge.
1: A, a boy that I work with and myself, we're both twenty seven, twenty eight. He's a bit older than me. He's twenty eight, and we are having a dating challenge because both of us were single on February the fourteenth. So we decided by March the fourteenth we would have at least been on one date. It's a little bit uh, like American Pie, but without the kind of forced so you've sex.
2: So have got nearly two weeks left Yeah, I've still got two weeks, that. but I'm a bit
1: annoyed because he went on his first date. He's actually, he went on it last night, on Thursday night, um, and I still haven't been on one. I thought I'd go on one every week.
2: Uh, well, you've got two weeks, and I'm going to be regularly picking you up on this on the I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. I tried last week, but... Seeing you're not fussed about your personal and private life being... Professional and private lives being muddled up into one. Yeah, I'm good mess. with it. I'm okay we'll with it. We'll update on this on a regular basis, but we we probably coming to the end of the show. Well, I should
1: just quickly apologise because we never got to talk about skinny jeans. It was just because aforementioned boy, who's twenty eight, said that he thought that I would look a bit shocking. He was surprised to know that I actually. Own them. I was going to talk about whether it was right or wrong or not. I, but first, we've run got out of time.
2: I first got my first pair of uh, skinny jeans in two thousand and seven, and it did sort of change my whole vibe.
1: Yeah, it made me very nervous. My first pair was this year, 2012.
2: I was wearing um, my corduroy jeans up until that. <laughs> my corduroy oh. flares up until that. <laughs> I just made the dramatic move from corduroy flares. <laughs> indie kids but this
1: boy the one who protested about me wearing skinny jeans he did say he wears flared jeans oh my god
2: yeah he's totally living in the 1990s get
1: with
2: the Uh get with a program right so here we are we're at the end of the show um big thanks to emily chapel again big thanks to emily chapel check out our new website i'm gonna play um one jingle and oh then God. it's going to randomly ah. select from my iTunes um, a song, which unfortunately you're going to have to listen to <laughs> and make of yeah. <laughs> what you can uh, about my identity as a music listener. Okay. Okay. Here. Happy
1: Friday. Here we
2: go. On Friday. It's
0: Friday. Jacqueline was 17 Working on a desk when I For appeared above a spectacle Forgot that he had wrecked a girl Sometimes these eyes Forget the face they're peering from When the face they peer upon Well, you know That faces I do And how in the return of the gaze She can return you the face That you are staring from